0: So how's it going, Revolution? All right, good, good. Um, Tonight, Ryan is talking, and he's going to just be talking a little bit about Revolution's vision and where where we're going from here on out. Um, Right now, I wanted to remind you guys, though, of uh, small groups that we have going on. We really want to encourage you guys to get into those small groups. Ryan is starting a small group this week, Thursday nights, uh, kind of younger married couples typically, but, I mean, whoever can show up. Uh, Thursday night, 6.30, that's in Lucasville. Uh, my small group is down at the college, Massey 211, uh, Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. And uh, let's see, Caleb's small group is just a bunch of dudes, younger dudes, in the Rev house, Wednesdays at 7, 7.30 We've got a women's Bible study starting. Where's Autumn? When are you guys starting? We started this past week, but it is—or you started today. Okay, Sunday at five p.m. right here. Cool for women only. Women only, gentlemen. All right, Uh, and then finally we have Dowdy's Bible study. which is sunday nights after rev at various restaurants or here tonight here tonight all right so that's all I have for you Ryan'll come up here in a minute but for right now let's uh let's pray and we'll get started father god thank you so much for revolution and and i know that you have used revolution in my life especially to grow me and 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 Help me know you more, God. And I just pray that that would be true for all of us in this room, that you would continue to move with your spirit, uh, not only in this building, but in, in the stuff that goes on outside of this building, whether it be small groups or or free sim classes or, or whatever, God. Um, we pray that you would use revolution. We want to be used by you, God, to reach Portsmouth, Ohio. And uh, tonight we just, we come, you know, kind of confused and, and 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 not sure where to go but Lord we know that you will provide a way and that you have a purpose for us Lord I pray that you would just be all that we need I pray this in Jesus name, Amen
1: Alright is this on? We on? We good? Hey Revolution, what's up? <laughs> that was pretty good actually with a hand clap at the end, nice Oh, yeah. Uh, So how was your week? Good? Mine was pretty mundane, too. Same old, same old. You know how it happens. Um, No, so obviously, uh, for those who aren't part of our Facebook page, um, we had Matt Rawlings resign um, as of January 1st. So we're hoping, um, kind of in some text messages back and forth we've had, that he'll be able to at least get back here, uh, hopefully for one more sermon before that. Um, But he does a lot of his treatment on Sunday night uh, for his wound care. He has a nasty wound. It's like when you Google spider bites and the images pops up, it's that nasty. Uh, So he has to have some special wound care done on Sunday night for that. Um, So hopefully, if all goes well with his treatments, he may be able to get back here and do a couple more sermons for us. So that's, uh, that's obviously up to how well his body heals in God. So continue to keep Matt in your prayers for that. I know, I think he's going up Tuesday again uh, to Cleveland, uh, to the clinic up there to get, to get some treatment, so um, I'm sure like like the 37 other Facebook messages I've gotten, people are wondering, what's up, what's going on, um, what are we going to do at Rev, how's it all going to work, so I figured tonight we take a break from the apologetics uh, series, so we could just have a kind of a, a frank conversation about where we're headed, what's going on, um, and and how it's going to how it's going to work. So, I guess we, the the easiest thing would be to start off with what we know. So, here's what we know. Uh we still know that that this is the word of God. Uh, we can look at, at John 1, I know that that this was the word became flesh. Um, so we know that we can trust this. And so when it seems difficult uh it, for those that it seems all of a sudden, you know, that, that someone, you know, Matt's leaving and has all kinds of questions about what's going on and what's God doing and all these things, uh, we can look for comfort and we can look for peace um, in this book. So just uh, something I've been doing for the last couple of days, uh, I was going to share a couple of scriptures with you that you would you know, feel free to lean on. Um, a couple of these are, are things that, that are, are pretty well known and people use uh, in, in times of, of confusion um, and then one was kind of not, but... Uh, Romans 8, if you've got your little blue Bibles, it's page 679. If you have a Bible, um, great. If you have a Bible that you can't understand and this one reads a little easier, feel free to take it as our gift to you. If you don't own a Bible at all, um, then then go ahead and take this. Uh, Dave's not going to stop you out in the parking lot and, you know, threaten to beat your life or try to bully money out of you for lunch tomorrow. Um, he's too skinny to actually scare anyone anyway. So, uh, so that'll be page 679. So it'll be Romans 8, uh, and we're going to start with 26. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us, for us believers, in harmony with God's will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So, if we believe that this book is true, uh, then we'd also believe that, that God has a plan for us of, of something that's going to work. And I guess they're just now passing out the Bible, so you all didn't read that. See, and my daughters are the Bible passer-outers, so I'm going to have to, see, there's going to be some spiritual discipline when we get home. So, I'm to have a little talk. Letting me down. Um, so, Romans eight twenty six. 26. Uh, Tell hey, you what, six, seven, nine. I'll give you guys. You all can read it. I'll give you a second to look over that on your own. So page six, seven, nine, and we'll move on. We'll have our multiple multiple choice test when you're done. So. All right, everybody good we good to move on all right uh next would be uh another piece of scripture that i've that I've clung to is james one twelve and this one just in particular i i my first probably like faith shakening and shapening moment um happened in my life probably about about twelve years ago or so uh and it was really difficult for me so uh, that next morning after this event happened, um, I walk out to my car, and in the front seat of my car, there's there's a piece of paper uh, w- with a scripture on it that my dad laid out there for me. I actually still have the paper. It's in, it's in a Bible I read at home, but it's James 1.12, and it always encourages me that when I want to give up or when things seem difficult, um, it's always encouraging to me that, that it's kind of supposed to be that way. Uh, so James 1.12, that is uh, page 735 if you guys want to turn there real quick. It goes, God bless those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. That's always been uh, encouraging to me that it implies that, hey, you know what? There is going to be temptation. There is going to be testing. Um, And then, I guess to sum all that up, we'd have to realize something else that we know that God is in complete control. And, And as a person who... Who says that and even says that that shapes my faith and the sovereignty of God completely shapes my theology and the way that I view faith. Um, that, that's always interesting to me that when you get into these situations and we really have to crutch on that. And then when we don't understand why things are happening or we don't like why things are happening or how they're happening, uh, we have to sit back and realize that God's still in control. So we want to go to Isaiah uh that's page four thirty-three. So we're going to Isaiah forty-five. And we're going to do uh verses six and seven. It's just, you know, more affirmation that God is who he says he is. I'll listen for the pages to quit turning, then I'll know you're ready. All right. Uh So all the world from the east to the west will know there is no other God. I am the Lord and there is no other. I create the light and make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. I, the Lord, am the one who does these things. So again, it's just comfort for me to know that because something happened that I didn't like or didn't plan for, um, doesn't mean that that's not God at all. Um, Usually, as I find it, that pretty much means that that could be God because God has this tendency to take things when we get comfortable and just shake them on their head. Um, you, we can look at Job or we can look at all kinds of examples. We could wander through the stinking wilderness forever. Um, we have all these examples in Scripture where God does what God wants to do and it doesn't make sense to the people at the time, but the end goal for what God has planned happens. Um, I always find it interesting, matter of fact, I even told someone, when we started singing the songs Ocean, that Natalie sings, I pretty much make her sing it almost every time she's here, although we didn't sing it last time. Um, But there's a line in this song, which I knew when we started, it's like the things, like you hear people say, don't ever ask for patience, like don't say, God, I really just need to be more patient. And you should ask for that, but it's going to be a trial shortly ensuing, like your next breath after you finish that statement, God's already got something in the works for how this is going to play out. So we sing this song, Oceans, and it has a line, take me deeper where my faith is without borders. Um... I wasn't necessarily envisioning this moment when I was singing that song. That wasn't quite what I had in mind for God to do. But luckily, God's God, and I'm, I'm just a dude. So I call it like I see him. Um, so other things we still know. We still know, like, our values are the same. So, so while we've had some changes, uh, while, you know, it, it, we started with four guys, and then, you know, Aaron left to care for his brother, um, and then we had dave come on as a teaching pastor about six months ago he left because he got a gig in detroit um justin had some other things god had called him to do and then now matt's uh moving on has some other things god called him to do we've had uh, some change it's probably safe to say we've had a little shake-up um so i'm either thinking god really wants me here or i'm just tone deaf when it comes to god's voice and everyone else gets it and i don't so that's my only two options uh but i truly believe that god wants us here that that there is still a need for Rev. Uh, we still have dechurched, lost, uh, marginalized people in our community. Uh, we still have people who are hurting from traditional church wounds or, or just the world in general. Um, and we still have the good news. We still have the answer for that. We still have the solution to that problem. And so I don't see why God would not want to continue to use this church. As a matter of fact, I, I truly believe. That God wants to use us, that God wants for all of us to be involved in sharing the gospel and sharing the good news to those in our community. So our values are still the same. Um, The the way we may form those values could be different from here on out. Um, You know, before Matt departed, we had quite a few conversations about things that we're doing well and things that we need to work on. And and so in order to maybe be better at the things we need to work on, we're going to shape the way we do some of this differently. But our values are still the same. We're still about worship, grow, serve. So we're still worshiping in response to the gospel, worshiping in response to what God's done. And then as we continue to, to grow and, and dig into scripture, we're also worshiping for the things that he's gonna be doing in our lives or the things he's doing in our community or the things he's doing in our church. Uh, that's still gonna be our focus. We're still gonna do Sunday night. We're still gonna pretty much be the same format for now. So it's still gonna be someone giving a message and then us continuing to do To do worship via music. Uh, We're still going to push grow. Matter of fact we're going to push small groups. Harder than we've ever pushed small groups. Uh, I I just believe that's always been our goal. Is that we don't grow. You're not going to grow from a 30 minute conversation. From me, Matt, Justin, Aaron, Dave, Eric, whoever. Versus the idea of having an hour and a half to two hours in a group. Communicating um, and sharpening iron with other believers. And taking questions from the non-believers or D-Church people that you get in your small group to ask you challenging questions about the gospel, challenging questions about, well, why would God do this? Or how would you do this if you were in my situation in my life? We're not gonna get that same type of growth. So if you, if you want to grow, um, this is how you do that. The vehicle for that is small groups. So we're gonna continue um, to really push small groups, continue to encourage you to get in a small group, uh, encourage you to grow encourage you to read. And then the culmination of worship grow is, is serve, which is another really form of worship. The idea that in a small group, you know, there could be 8, 10, 12 of you um, who can take on a project, take on a family, take on something where you can go out and actually serve the community, serve the people around you and show the love of Christ. And then we can do things on a larger level, uh, like the free markets and different things like that as, as we get tooled up to do so. And doing those things are great and purposeful. It's good to have um, the rev- the revolution name out in the community in a positive light. It's good to do things. But it's more important that we do them on a personal level um, and on a small group level, that that's something that, that we have value for, something that, that we place importance on. And, and then the last thing, and the reason we do all this, is still for the Great Commission. Uh, let's go to Matthew 28. Probably, if you've been here for about a year or longer, you about have this memorized. I didn't get the page number written down on that one. Ah, 598. We'll be starting at 16. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. That's why we do what we do. I mean, that's, that's the purpose um, in Rev. I mean, that, that is the whole reason Rev was even started was that we saw a need uh, in our community. Um, statistics tell us that you know, 18 to 30-year-olds qu- quit youth group, quit coming to church. Um, and then I assume at some point part of the driving factor is you get older, you have kids, and it seems like the right thing to do, so maybe they, they get back into church as doing the right thing to do. Um, but the idea of, of living a gospel-centered life for this whole segment of people is lost. And that's what really drove us, uh, drove us to where we're at now. But there's some things we don't know, Um, and oddly enough, it's still the same things that we didn't know last week. I didn't know last week that Matt was going to resign, but we didn't know year one that there would be a year two. We don't know the things that we don't know because we're not God. So these unknown anxiety things that people like me who like to have a plan and like to be comfortable and like to take solace in this plan and it's so great and wonderful and I it's like a pet. I have a plan. And it brings me comfort and joy. When I go to sleep at night, I just lay it right beside my pillow and I have a plan. And, you know, I feed it little, like, pet plan biscuits and stuff. So um, I, I enjoy a plan a lot. And so right now, I think God is just chuckling at me, uh, first and foremost. I mean, I'm probably not the biggest thing, but, like, on an aside, God's like, and I took away your plan you had. So you have no comfort and peace right now, by the way. Uh, so I'm sure he's enjoying that a whole lot more than I am. Uh, at this moment, but, but when you look at it, we don't know, we didn't know these things, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, Matt didn't know what was going to happen, Justin didn't know what was going to happen, I wouldn't have told you six months ago that, all right, we have four guys really involved in the gospel, and then now we're down to one, I didn't know that, had no clue, wouldn't have thought that, God did, it's his plan, it's not mine, uh, which is easy to say, hard to live with at times, um, because it requires trust and faith, which is not always easy, the second thing we don't know is as is, is, is we go through changes, I don't know, like, because I'm a planner. Like, it always works well for me if, say, like, say I'm taking my wife on a date. And she's usually really good about being, like, done on time. But say, like, she's just running a hair late. It's always good if like, hey, babe, I need five or ten more minutes. I'm really patient. Well, I mean, I'm kind of patient. I'm more patient if I know the amount of time that I need to wait but like when it's an unended thing, and it may have been like 10 minutes, but like I'm freaking out because we're going to be late. I don't like to be late and blah, 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 blah. So it's always easier for me if I know the amount of time that I need to be patient, which really is not really being patient, I suppose, if you know how long you have to be patient. <laughs> Touche, okay? But I don't know what that's going to be for us. I don't know for us, as we retool, and we have different people come in and teach, and we start small groups, and we, and we start to push forward on on including some things that may be part of our part of our stuff may be a little more family-driven because when Rev started, there was Jackson and Katie, and they were like five and three, and now there's like a whole host of kids back there. You all have really taken the part of Scripture about be fruitful and multiply very seriously, especially the Clarks. So, um, just saying. So we have that portion that we we don't know what to do with. It wasn't in our plan when we started. We didn't plan on having. Kids, Clarks, everywhere. So uh, we didn't know what that was going to be like. So, so we have to now incorporate that. So there's, we need to do something with that. Uh, we still do some things for the college students. Um, you know, Eric has his Bible study, but maybe there's more we can do there. Uh, there's different, different ways that we need to look at what's working what's not working in Retool. So I wish I could say, Rev, in six months we'll have this awesome concrete plan and we're going. I mean, let me. I'm making that plan. Believe me, I have this plan lined out. But through this whole thing, I've learned that I'm going to make this plan, and I'm going to put about this much trust in this plan because God's going to do what God wants to do. And if it works with this plan, that's great. But if it doesn't, that's still great, and God's still God. So we're going to have an idea of where we want to go, but God may change all that. And so I'm asking for patience. We don't know what that's going to be. We don't know how long that's going to be. Um, but hopefully. As you guys are arm-in-arm arm working with us, it won't seem like that's a long time, or it won't seem that, wow, these guys, you know, this isn't working or whatever, that it'll seem like we're all working together towards the common goal of the gospel, and it won't be that difficult. And we also don't know, kind of tell, telling into that, where God wants Rev to end up. If you would have asked us year one, hey, you're going to be uh, back in Christ Community Gym and you're going to have a cool coffee bar and some really cool lights and all this other stuff, uh, we would have said no way because we were too busy scraping up elephant poop from the old gym that we were in at Portsmouth. Some of you remember that day, and that was always interesting after a carnival where it smells like cabbage and elephant poo. but um, it's just the truth. So we had those days, and so now here we are. We didn't think this. We wouldn't have planned for this. We didn't know what God was doing Uh, and that's where we are today. I don't know five years from now what Rev will look like. I have a plan, but I don't know specifically what God has in mind where he says, this is exactly what Rev's going to be in five years. And truthfully, no one has a plan that they can say, this is where I'm going to be in five years because of whatever reason. God is God, and he's going to do what he wants. You know, I think we get to the point in looking at all this, um, and from the conversations I've had with you guys, that that maybe short term there's some things we can change because maybe you know maybe some of us thought that having a great teacher and having a great message on Sunday night was enough for us to sustain spiritual growth maybe we thought it, as long as we got this excellent word once a week that that'd be enough to sustain me maybe we thought that and we know that that's not true We know we've got to be involved in small groups. We know we have to be out practicing the gospel, speaking the gospel, spreading the good news. We know we have to make our our workmates, classmates, schoolmates, neighbors, aware of the good news, to have that conversation in hopes that one day, when, when God appoints that time, that they know you're there. They know they can come talk to you. Maybe we're afraid to step out. I mean... There is a lot of people who should be leading a small group. There are a lot of people who are qualified to lead a small group. Maybe those people are afraid to step out because they don't compare to Matt. You know, I'm not as good a speaker as Matt. I'm not as knowledgeable as Matt. I'm not as funny as Matt. I like better music than Matt. That one I would give you. Um, But maybe that's some of your thoughts. Maybe you, you were afraid to be compared to that. So maybe you were afraid to step out. Maybe we thought that knowing scripture and knowing the gospel is the same as obeying scripture. And it's just frankly not. Knowing what to do and actually doing it are two completely different things. So maybe we thought because we had all this knowledge um, about doctrine and about right thinking that that meant that we were doing the right things. And it's not. And maybe we assumed that someone else was sharing the gospel. I know I've done that. maybe we assume that I'm not the most outgoing person. I'm not the guy that wants to be in the middle of the stage talking to folks. So that's cool for someone else. You know, this guy's really outgoing. They'd be great at sharing the gospel and evangelizing to people. Or what about this person? What am I doing? Maybe we've all assumed that. So we need to change. We need to change those things about our church. We need to change the mindset about how important spreading the gospel is how important being involved in our community is how important it is for us to convert people to make disciples that way we can continue on with the great commission uh, let's look at Ephesians 4 11 16 all right now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. You know, here we are, five years later, and this is still God's church, and Christ is still the head of it. And clearly, he's gifted us with different things, and so maybe our... Our giftings may have changed somewhat. But we still do some things okay. So we still do Sunday night worship okay. Uh, We've got an atmosphere and a culture for worship here. So that's something we'll continue to do. We still have people who are able, more than qualified to lead small groups. So that's something we'll continue to do. And there's things that we should be doing. Like going out and, and spreading the gospel, sharing the love of Christ, sharing What he's done for you. Those are things we should be doing. So I want to challenge you guys tonight. I know things will be different. That I can guarantee you. um, That not everything will be the same as it was before. Good or bad. I can tell you that as we change and and leadership changes, there will probably be some growing pains. I can tell you that most assuredly. But I can tell you that God's still the same God. That his word tells us that. I can tell you that that if this is his church and he's still the head of it, then we should continue to do what he tells us to do. We should continue to want to go out and make disciples. We should continue to want to respond to the gospel. Knowing the gospel in my head and spiritually understanding the gospel are two different things. So we need to get to the point where we all spiritually understand the gospel to the point where we can't think About Jesus without it wanting to create a response in us. We can't think about what He has done for someone as depraved as I am without it not wanting to make me respond. Like I should have to want to tell my neighbor, that should be the most important thing on my mind when I drive up my driveway. Not what am I eating for dinner or what's on TV or. I really should restring this guitar, but it's got a high fret, and then I'm going to have to file it. And then if I file it, I have to polish the fret. And if I polish the fret, I'm going to have to restring the whole thing anyway. And then that's kind of just a pain, man. I'm just not going to do it. I shouldn't think like that. I do, obviously. <laughs> but I shouldn't. I should be worried about my neighbor across the street. I should be worried about what's going to happen to them. I got things to do. I got, I'm not out and about all the time. But when I see him out, I should want to go out. I should want to go, say, hey, Chad, what's going on, man? Been a couple weeks since I talked to you. How you been? I should be wanting to do that. But oftentimes I don't. And I can tell from where we're at, we're probably all in that same boat. And we need to change that. So let's pray. Lord, I just thank you tonight for the opportunity to meet. Um, when things seem crazy, uh, and confused, uh, we thank you that you've given us your word that we can stand on, we thank you that we can hide that word in our heart, and four times like these when we know, we know that we're just trying to be distracted and moved off course, and know that that we're trying to make other things the center of our lives and not the gospel. Lord, I thank you, uh, that your spirit can come, um, and just really bless us. your spirit can come and call us back to you call us back to the gospel and call us back to your son and what he's done so lord i pray as we continue on through worship that we can keep that in mind that we can keep the idea of the gospel and the response that we would have for what you've done for us just on the forefront of our minds and that when we leave tonight that we just feel your spirit urging us to make the gospel the center of what we do we don't make rev something it's not, If we don't make it about people, that we don't make it about music or worship or whatever else, but we make it about you. In your name we pray, amen.